Hey, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. This is a podcast we talk about real ministry for the majority. I'm Andy George, and joining me as always is Kenneth Hester the Third. Congratulations <laughs> to you, sir. For what? The Bills finally. Oh, look at that! Come they on, they made it past the Pats. We did. It's like the monkey you know, is off your back. You know, you I ready? know that the Patriots aren't what they used to be. Doesn't matter. But it does not matter. <laughs> Here's a true story. So I obviously grew up in Niagara Falls, Buffalo area, and so you know. As you said, the Bills are, that's my team, you know, win or lose, it's my yeah. team. And, uh, you know, for the last, at least the last two years, they have won fans of the year, which means in the yeah. NFL that you're, they, they allow you to put a, um, a billboard anywhere you want. Oh, okay. Okay. Guess I, where the Bills have put the billboard two years in Boston. A row. Right down the street from the <laughs> Patriots Stadium. Literally, right down the street from the Patriots Stadium. Is a Bills billboard that basically says we won fans of the year kind of thing. Incredible. Everybody going to Patriots games see that billboard. That's that's pretty that's that's pretty incredible. So today yeah, we're gonna talk about church marketing. No. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be we so need to bring we need to bring, is, in, we need to bring in Ellie Ellie to come and talk to us about yeah. church marketing. We're gonna find do the that biggest church episode. in the town, put a billboard right before people get there, yep. telling people to go to your church. Yeah. No, no, that's no, probably no. not. That is no. not, and we're not talking about I that today. That. No, no, we we're just joking. But yes, thank you. It is, it is a good, uh, a good thing to beat the Patriots yep. again, no matter what. So now, time of this recording, we have the Chiefs this weekend. Yeah, so that's always a tough one. But you yeah, know, so if you're in the, if you're in the U.S., you probably care a lot about, <laughs> or maybe not so much about NFL football. But it is playoff season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're not in the U.S., then, you know, Premier League is still happening. All the major yep. leagues, Champions League is happening. Uh, we're getting ready yep. next week uh, is World Cup qualifying. That's so, right. Uh, so that that speaks to a part of our audience. Which, by the so, way, we do have a pretty good, consistent following from several European countries, yep. including Australia and Africa as well. Okay. Well, we, so, well, I don't... I don't you know. think the All Blacks, the uh, the 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 rugby team. Oh, the rugby team. That's New Zealand, I think. The yeah, All Blacks. Yeah, I think they're, so. they're pretty incredible. Wherever you are, sports. Thanks. <laughs> yes, wherever you are, sports. But, <laughs> but we do. We hey, we want to welcome everybody. Here. Yeah. So wherever you're listening from, whether here in the states or elsewhere, we want to thank you for joining us today. And uh, hey, we're two and a half minutes into it, and we were already down to maybe one person listening. But it's all right. Hey. We're good to go. You know. So thank you, know, thank you, by listener. This time they know what they've <laughs> they know. signed up for. You know what you you're know getting. You subscribe. Yeah, to. it's basically your fault. <laughs> it's your fault if you keep listening. Uh, hey, we love this podcast because we love you. We love people in ministry. We love uh, pastors, directors, part time, full time. You know, vocational, mm-hmm. whatever you are, and we want this to help you. So whatever you're doing, uh, just stop for about 15, 20 minutes, and we want to pour into you today. And as always, reach out to us if you need anything. Uh, like, comment, share, rate, uh, all that good stuff as well. Uh, so, Ken, one big thought again for people who maybe just now are jumping in. The one big thought concept, uh, I think you kind of came up with that when we were brainstorming the podcast about, you know, we listen to a lot of good podcasts. There's mm-hmm. tons out there that are yeah. good. A lot of them are really long. Like it takes me probably three or four drives into the office to yeah. listen to it because they, they, so much content again, which is great. Right. Great content. But I think a lot of people are more like us where it's like, I just want to listen to something on the way to work. And so the one big thought is about literally, let's just focus in on one thing. So instead mm-hmm. of having three different conversations, one big thought. And so you can go back and listen to the previous 52-ish yeah. episodes. Yeah. I, think, I think last week was 52, uh, maybe 53. Yeah, I think so. sometimes too people are, people are, are, we are overwhelmed with information. 
And so yeah. when you listen to an hour and a half podcast, you yeah, get 10 things real. that you should do that's versus so one thing that you should mm-hmm. do. And that's what our focus is, is saying. It, it's yeah. going to be short. It's going to be concise. It's going to be to the point. Hopefully, it's going to be applicable. Yep. And that if you can take this one thing and apply it, yep. then now you can actually move your ministry forward. Yeah. And I think podcast burnout's a real thing. Like, I go through <laughs> phases where, like, I just, like, honestly, up until... Last week, I don't think I listened to any podcast for like a month and a half. Yeah. I was just, I was just done. I'm You're like, done with it. I'm so, I'm listening to so many podcasts. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to our own for a while. I was, I was kind of. Done. I know. I told you it was going great. <laughs> I told you it was going. Great. I, told you, I was off. You know, I didn't listen to anything. <laughs> so, but we are glad that you're here. And uh, so today, Ken, what's the one big thought then that we're going to talk about today? Well, we kind of mentioned it a little bit last week, but the big thought today is how to plan properly while still allowing the Holy Spirit to move. And in church world, a lot of times it's like, all right, well, I don't want to over plan my services, my sermon series, the direction we're going as a church, because I want to leave space for God to do his thing. Mm -hmm. And what we've learned over now, you're 27 years in ministry Mm -hmm. and I'm 17 years in ministry. We've both been a part of large churches, small churches, coaching other churches, is that you can do both. Yep, You can allow... God to do his thing, allow the spirit to move, but also plan and prepare in ways that will encourage people, will challenge people, and actually truly help them rather than them feeling like they're running all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. What you just said there is true. Um, Both you and I talk to a lot of pastors, um, whether we just talk with them networking or whether we're trying to help them. Mm -hmm. And I find that often... And this is true for people here in the States. I work with pastors in Mexico and the Bahamas as Mm -hmm. well, and a little bit over in Europe. And what I find is most of them, as soon as you start to talk about how to plan a year in advance, it is so overwhelming to them. Yeah, they pump the brakes real quick. They pump the brakes. They they love the idea, but then all of a sudden they start to think about what that really takes. Mm Mm-hmm. And so what would you say to somebody that you're working with, Ken, that if you're talking with a pastor and you're trying to help him navigate next year, because here's where it usually comes out of, it usually comes out of stress, like they're stressed. Yeah. And they're always in the urgency of the moment. They're frustrated because it's like, because, well, you might not know this, Ken, but Sundays keep coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I don't right. know if you knew that or not. There's one every week. There's one every week. There's a <laughs> Sunday every week and they just keep coming. Yeah. It's And sometimes you can feel like, I, I love the ocean. I love yeah. the ocean. Uh and I love waves, but you know, sometimes you get caught in that like wave There's after wave, wave and yep. it's like, especially if it's a little choppy and you just kind of get pummeled by these waves. Yeah. Uh, sometimes there's a lot of times in ministry you feel that way. Yeah. It's like Sunday after Sunday, it's like a pummeling of waves and you feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And then when you try to, the, the answer to not be overwhelmed is to plan ahead, which yeah. is overwhelming. Yes. So True. how would you navigate that with somebody? Yeah, it's funny you talk about the waves that way because I that was pretty good, wasn't it? I, it was great. It was great. And I'm gonna play off of that a little <laughs> bit as well because I think you've got to find the low tide. Uh-huh. Right. So there is a time, even though the waves keep coming, there is a low tide. There's a calm yeah, piece of true. the of, of the ocean that I happens love the ocean when it's like every that. day. Mm-hmm. And you've got to find in your ministry when there's a little bit of low tide. It doesn't mean that everything stops because it just it doesn't stop, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But you've got to find maybe it's July, maybe it's October. You know, where sometimes some space that you can plan ahead in advance yep. for the next year. 
Yep. Because if you're waiting till November, December, or January to plan for your year, that's what happens. then you're behind. That's and a, it does mm-hmm. feel overwhelming. Yep. And it does feel like you're getting crushed because yep. Christmas is here and New Year's is here and the new series yep. is here and now you're back into 52 weeks. Yep. That's exactly right. And that's a good that's a good analogy, you know, and you know, you, you don't want to be planning during hurricane season, right? <laughs> Hurricane season. That's right. Can can everybody tell from Carolina? Like love love the beach, Uh, but that's a great analogy. The the waves and and then of course let me take it one step further. Now I'm going to add to it. Let's go. Let's go. Here's what planning does for you. Planning gives you a surfboard or a boogie board. Yeah, to ride on top of the waves and not get crushed by them. Come on, that was really good. Let's go, man. I want to go. A banana boat. Maybe no. See, I did one of the, I did one of those in the Bahamas, a banana boat. <laughs> that was kind of trippy. That was kind of crazy. It's hard getting up on those things. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> all right. So let's talk through. All we know is what we know. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to share with you for just the next few minutes a little bit of our process mm-hmm. and a little bit of the why and how we adjust for when the spirit wants to do something differently because there is, you can be overprogrammed. Yeah. You can be overprogrammed to like the second. And then you're locked in. That's what people get afraid of. Mm-hmm. They get afraid of, well, what happens if I plan a year-long sermon series or 12 months worth of sermon series right. and the Holy Spirit does something different? Yeah. I, I, and know. for those of you that are just starting too, plan a quarter. Plan half right. a year. Like if you want to plan from January to June because you know that that's the season of your church and then everybody goes on vacation, mm-hmm. like start somewhere, start somewhere that doesn't feel overwhelming for you. Right. Again, we just speak out of what we what we've normally done. Yep. You know, the, the senior pastor before you actually did a five year plan, mm-hmm. and to me that's extremely overwhelming. <laughs> but uh, but but that's how that's how he worked, and that's ultimately right. that's how that you learned under him, and yep. that's how you got to the one year plan yeah. process. Right. Yeah. So you go, okay, well, yeah. You 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 and I were both in youth and college ministry, and we're like, fly by the seat of your pants. We'll figure it out, and yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah, this you're lucky week. to get a semester plan you know? <laughs> down <laughs> for sure there, in youth you and know? college ministry. But uh, but all that to say is find what works best for you, and yep. that's always the 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 heartbeat of our podcast is like find right. what works best for you. We're going to share what works best for us, yep. and hopefully you'll gain something from it. Yeah, do what's best for you, but don't be lazy. <laughs> <laughs> like also true. Don't be lazy. And I think here's we were talking about this before we started recording. Uh, too often people blame God or the Holy Spirit for their laziness. Mm-hmm. I want the I want there to be freedom for God to move. No, you're just too lazy to plan. Right. Yeah. And and you know planning. You in planning, you can have flexibility. Yep. It, you are the senior pastor. You are, you know, you're part of the executive yeah. team or creative team or, or whatever you can help. Ministry or or youth kids ministry, ministry. like you, you have the flexibility to be able to say, God actually spoke something to me brand new on Thursday, and mm-hmm. I've got to put that much extra work in to make right. sure to deliver it on yep. Sunday. And you can move, you can navigate away from that. And, and that's okay, but yep. it's it's an exception to the rule, not the rule. Yep. Right. So yep. the rule shouldn't always be just fly by the seat of your right. pants. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, yeah. If God moves, I'm going to yep. be open to hearing from Him, but I'm also going to plan and let Him move in the plan. Yep. So here's what we do. Let me just we'll just kind of kind of start closing. Like, let's just talk through a little bit of our planning. So yeah, the way that our planning works now, and as it has been the last several years, is typically we'll start with me as the senior pastor, mm-hmm. and I'll spend up to three months. Yeah, I'll start in late summer, going into the fall, and I'll take about three months. Sometimes it's shorter. There was one year it was longer. It mm-hmm. was it was like four or five months, you know. 
But what I'm doing is I'm seeking the Lord for the direction for our church. Yeah. I'm not seeking the Lord for like our vision and mission statement and values. We already know what that is. I'm talking about just, God, where do you want us to go on Sunday mornings? Mm -hmm. Is there a theme for the year? Is there just something you want us to do? And each year over that time, the Lord typically will drop a word into my heart. Yep. Uh, and then it's followed up with then kind of the how to actually do that, how to implement that. Right. So let's go back uh, a couple of years ago. I felt like the word was transformation. Mm -hmm. And we literally went through the entire Bible together as a church. We started in Genesis. We yeah. took 12 months and went all the way through Revelation. And we literally preached out of the reading plan the entire year, yep. which was awesome. And we wrapped it around the theme of transformation. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, uh, and even some of going into, yeah, last year was Reach yeah. 21. And that was going through Paul's epistles. So we literally had 13 epistles yep. that we were walking through, and we basically were doing epistle a month, a month, and we doubled up on a few of them. Yeah. And so, but we also realized going into the fall in August, I started to feel the Lord say, listen, I need you to do something different this fall. That's right. That's when we started doing Hope Series. That's it. And yep. so I came to the table and said, guys, listen, we're going to put pause on the sermon series. I told the church that too. Yep. And in September, we're going to do hope. In October, we're going to do, I think it was relationships or something mm -hmm. like that. And in November, it was family or you know whatever it was. Yep. Uh, or overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, it was That's hope, right. then overwhelmed, then relationships or something like that. Yep. And, and so, because we just felt that we needed to, that's what our church needed. And we encourage, we yep. continue to encourage people to fill up, to finish yep. out their reading yep. plan and to stay on track with yep. the epistles. And a lot of people continue to do yep. that. So yeah, th there's definite value. And, and again, some of the pieces that you talked about is like, okay, you got away in July and July, August, September, kind of prayed through, sought God's direction on it. In October, you came to a small group of yep. department heads and said, this is the direction I feel like I'm going. Yep. Um, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago um, as well. And people are like, yes, let's go that way. Let's go that way. Well, then then you've got to sit down with the communications and marketing team, the web team. Yeah. You've got to sit down yep. with video projects. Yep. You've got to sit down <clears throat> with the service planning team. Yep. And, and that's where we, we then began to like, yeah. really put kind of meat to the bones right. of what transformation and reach and now victory yeah. all looks like. So for me, what I do just to, because I'm not trying to impress anybody. So I don't want anybody to sit there and go, wow, you write, you write 52 sermons in three months. No, what I do <laughs> I'll is- I'll tell you, he does not do that. <laughs> I do not do that. <laughs> what I do is pray through either the theme for the year, and if not the theme, then at least what is the monthly kind of thing happening? So going into this next year, the word is victory. Yep. And we're looking at 11 areas of our life where we need to have victory in, mm -hmm. leaving Christmas to Christmas. Yeah. So then I prayed through our calendar and said, okay, Lord, what do you want us to do in January? Well, we're going to do prayer and fasting. What are we going to do in February? We're going to do faith over fear. We're going to talk about how to have a victorious, faith-filled life. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do in March and in April and in May? And and just prayerfully, and you know, my marker board here was just filled for like a week or two. Yeah. And I kept praying, and then I would be working at my desk, and I feel the Lord prompt something. I go over and raise something, put something else, and, and then I finally, after that, you finally just feel settled. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I at least have the theme for the year, and I have then the monthly breakdown of what at least we're preaching on. Yeah. Then I don't do the weekly sermons until about two weeks before. Mm -hmm. So I'm about two weeks out. So two weeks out, I start to craft it, outline it. And then the week of is when I submit it. Mm -hmm. So I submit my sermons on Mondays for that upcoming Sunday. And the reason we do that is because, and I'm just telling you as pastors and leaders in any area, 
the better organized you are, yeah. the better your teams can function. That's right. So you just mentioned communications, creative arts, worship arts. All those things are relying on me to submit a six-page ser- sermon, right. you know, creative team. Because once they get that, then they can start working on the outline. They can start promoting it a certain way. They can start crafting the stories, you know, and then having the year plan, they can go ahead and look through what videos we should be planning ahead yeah. of time. So all of it, the more that I can do on the front end, then the rest of the teams aren't waiting on me. And Andy, could you speak just for a second about how much more freedom you feel throughout the rest of oh, the year goodness, yeah. because you've done that. I think senior pastors will go, oh, uh, you, you get in the overwhelmed piece of yeah. it, but then let's actually yeah. talk about some of the freedom piece of it that you feel yeah. from it as well. I tell you what, for, for about three months, it's pretty it's pretty intense, and you feel a little overwhelmed because you got, you're trying to figure out 12 months worth of where you're heading as a church. Mm-hmm. So you do feel a little bit overwhelmed then, but that's why you take several months. But once it's done... Like I'm not sure what I do here. Like I mean, you know, once podcast it's, we get to well, do yeah. a podcast now. Once it's done, like I. So here's here's the beauty of it. I don't have to pray each week about what I'm preaching on. Mm-hmm. Like I know what I'm preaching on. Yeah, you know, and I know what I'm preaching on. I know where I'm going. And now it takes so much pressure off because yeah. I already know. Like I already knew. Like this week I'm preaching on the power of persistent prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew that like three weeks ago I was going to preach on this. Mm-hmm. And so and when it came time to actually write the sermon. So you can pray about it three weeks ago yeah, and not like, have to like yeah. <laughs> and then when destroy I sit down to, yourself yeah. the week of yeah. and go, dear God, I yeah. need, I, if you could just speak to me, Lord, then this, I've got to do yeah. this. on Because there's a lot of pressure that comes from That's that right. as well. Well, and then you got to write it. Yep. So then I, I, I write over the weekends. Mm-hmm. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday is when I write the sermon for the next week. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even know that. Not even here, but... So I'm, I'm finalizing my sermon for Sunday, mm-hmm. but I've also started to actually write the next sermon. And I do that because as I'm preaching the current sermon, sermon <clears throat> I'm already thinking about, oh, this will tie into next week. So it's yeah. real fresh. Yeah. And so I usually submit all my notes by Monday afternoon or even Sunday yeah. night, which is why I turn them in sometimes on Sunday night because I've been working on it all weekend. And then I take the week and I'm, I'm constantly craft, you know, nitpicking it here sure. and there. But, but yeah, there's so much freedom. So I, for those of you that feel like you're a little overwhelmed and it's hard to get out from under that, then I think that you actually have to dig in and, and do it. Yeah. And because when you do that, there is tons of freedom in it. So we initially started talking about the freedom of the spirit in that. Mm-hmm. So the same thing, we plan our weekly services. We have a planning team, yep. a worship arts team. We we plan it to the minute. Yep. Right? But that doesn't mean that at any moment I might get up and say, I feel the Lord's doing this. Yep. <clears throat> or at any moment one of our worship leaders might take a few extra moments and pray for this, you know, and we we, we include we, we include, include communion and prayer time exactly. and altar time in our service. And we, so. we also build out We've recently talked with our worship leaders about saying just because the song and the click or whatever is four and a half minutes, build in an extra 30 seconds. Yep. Build build that into our time. And if mm-hmm. we get it back, we get it back. But we, now we've left space. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, hey, listen, I know, um, you know, a lot of you have your, your rhythm and your way. And so that just works for us. And again, if there's anything we can do to help you with that, I know Ken and I both would love to talk with you. So wherever you are, if you need any help in planning and how to do that and how to navigate, or if you have questions, just feel free and reach out. Otherwise, we'll catch everybody on the next episode of The One Big Thought.